Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, you're listening to the DPC podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent, the good, the bad, and the banter, hosted by Kat and Sam. This week's podcast is, I think, number nine. We have a special guest. Um, this is Breeder. So Breeder is a friend of a friend. So we met her via a friend from uni called Tiff. So yeah, so she's taken part in this series that we where we interview people that are members of the DPC and their friends and their family, etc. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> so, do you want to give us a brief introduction into who you are? Yeah. So, my name is Rita. I am Irish, if you can't tell already. Uh, I'm currently a student at Edge Hill University. And yeah, I'm excited and nervous. <laughs> so, are you living in Liverpool at the moment? Yeah, I'm living in Ormskirk, so just sort of outside Liverpool. And I've been here for two years. Um, I'm studying psychosocial analysis of offending behaviour. Oh, okay, that's quite cool. So did you meet Tiff at uni then? Yeah, I met Tiff um, just sort of, I think it was only like March or April this year because um, she moved in and I moved into the same halls and we just sort of became friends and we've been friends ever since. And then, of course, she referred me on to you guys because... Um, my dad passed away in January of this year um so yeah so I'm still in the midst of the grieving process <laughs> but um yeah so Tiffany had referred me on to you guys because she told me what you were doing with the podcast and I've been listening every week and it's been really helpful oh you're such a dream yeah um there's two things that I wanted to say quickly firstly is me and Kat still get nervous each time we press record so you're not all in there and um secondly on the friends referring you front um my cousin actually messaged me over the weekend um and said that she'd been thinking about a friend that she knew that had lost her dad and she wanted to share the podcast with her but she didn't know like, how to do it because tiff was obviously successful in being able to share it with you in a way that wasn't like i think it was she just sent me like your guys instagram page and she was just like oh i think this will be helpful and i was like yeah i'll check it out because like this is like obviously a couple of months ago and like i was still sort of dealing with everything as i am still now but i was like yeah i'll have a look and then yeah i've just been tuning in every week but it's been really helpful to me and just listening to people that kind of have a come round and that people have experienced the same thing and i think it's cool too because there's such a negative connotations that follow grief and death 
So it's nice to have something positive and, you know, something that you can just tune in, you can listen and you end up laughing and you might have a cry. But yeah, it's been it's been really good. It's literally like every emotion that we also feel when we do it. It's like <laughs> we laugh, we cry. So I would also just like to say as well, like I really commend you for volunteering to do this as well because January wasn't that long ago. So, you know, you're really brave. And if at any point you say, you know, you don't want to talk about that or like you want to change subject, that's fine. Like, don't feel like you have to delve too deep into stuff if you think it's going to like make you really upset. I appreciate it. But I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, no, I know what? I'd really like to be part of something like that because I know it's been really helpful for me and I'm sure everyone else that's been listening to it every week. And I was just like, my experience can sort of, if someone can relate to that and find it helpful or just comforting in any way, then it's definitely something that I would want to do. Yeah. So obviously you just alluded to it um, briefly in the introduction there. So it was your dad that passed away. Um, what happened? Um, so it was actually the 19th January this year. I had only been back at uni about a week. Um, I just went back after like the Christmas break. Um, and my dad was 58. And so 10 years ago when he was like 48 or 49, he had like a trio of heart attacks. Um, so he, so this is when I was only like 12 or 13. Um, I was 23 when he died. I'm 24 now. Um, and he had got like surgery. He'd got like a stent put in. Um, and he was just on medication and everything. And he'd been pretty much fine. He hadn't had any, you know, sort of periods of bad health or ill health the last 10 years. Um, and then basically it was like a Friday morning and I wasn't in work. I wasn't in uni. And I was just kind of, it was just after nine o'clock and I was in bed, which is a lion for me. <laughs> and my brother, who's six years older than me, I'm the youngest, um, he had messaged me being like, hey, can you give me a call when you're free? Because he didn't know if I was in work or what. And so I rang him straight back just thinking, because we're quite close. And I just thought, oh, he just wants to have a chat. And I answered the phone. And I was like, hey, what's up? And um, he was just like, oh, where are you? And I was like, oh, well, I'm in my room. I'm off work. I'm off uni. And he just said, oh, daddy passed away this morning. Um, Yeah, so I just didn't really know what to do because your first sort of whenever I answered the phone or when he rang him and he answered the phone the last thing I thought he was going to say was that my dad had died um because he just he don't it didn't enter my mind the thought didn't cross my mind at all um so I was just sort of had like full-blown panic attack I like I, I suffered with panic attacks in the past anyway I hadn't had one in about three or four years um so I was just obviously just distraught um so I kind of just said to him on the phone, I was like, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't speak. So it's just like, I have to go, I have to go, I have to go, I have to get organized. Because I was just thinking in my head, like, I need to get home, I need to get home. So, yeah, that's what I mean, I had to fly home. Um, so I rang my boyfriend and he got through to him. He was still in bed as well, he was off work. Um, and he was at home as well too. And he was just like, get a flight, like, you need to get home. So, so is your boyfriend Liverpool-based or Ireland-based? No, he's at home. He's at home in Derry. Yeah, we do long distance. So, yeah. And then I kind of went on the autopilot, to be honest. And it was just kind of had that journey then of 
traveling and just trying to organize flights and transport and you know trying to pack and trying to I ended up it was ridiculous forgot to pack underwear um so like literally the day that I got back I like had to like go to like a Matalan and like buy some pants <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing you want to be doing you're probably like crying your eyes out buying underwear because <laughs> yeah, like, I realized I was like I was like shit I have no knickers I was like <laughs> Can't like can't go to a funeral with knickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you um, did you have to send a message to like work or like your like uni or anything? Yeah. Um. I'd actually been emailing one of my lecturers like about like assignments and stuff. Um. And I was meant to be meeting him for a tutorial. Um. So we were just kind of arranging that, and he'd like emailed me back. So. I messaged him just being like, um, can we rearrange this tutorial? Because my dad passed my dad's died, like he's passed away. Um Isn't it the the real message to have to send to somebody? It's so weird, like you just don't know what to say. So I was just like, Oh well, I'm just gonna have to come out with it. Like this is what's happened. Um and he of course was just like, Oh my god, like are you okay? Do you have anyone with you? Like, do you need anything? Is there anything we can do? So Luckily, like my uni and stuff, like my lectures are amazing. If they've been really supportive, the same with work as well too. Like they were like, just take whatever time you need. We're here for you. Yeah. So they were really good. Yeah. So it was really bad weather. Um, and my boyfriend was meant to come pick me up in Belfast, which is like an hour and a half, two hours from my house. So I ended up having to get like the airport bus, and which was fine. Um, but because it was like my dad had died suddenly at home. Um, he had to go for like a postmortem and everything like that. Um, so he was waiting to be like taken in an ambulance to Belfast, obviously because like the pathologist had to, um, you know, find out his cause of death. Um, so my family had all like went to my dad's house. Um, he died in his bedroom. So the paramedics that were working on him and everything, and pronounced the doctor pronounced him dead. They'd like put him in bed, so everyone was just gathered around him and like holding his hands and were able to be there with him, but. Um, the way that my flights were working, I wasn't going to get home until like 5 p.m. Um, and he had to go at like, I got to Belfast at like half three. And my brother rang me and just said like, they're looking to take him to do the um, postmortem. Like, is it okay? Because we're not going to let let them take him if, if you want to see him in bed and if you want to spend time with him. And I didn't really want to hold anything up. I remember just thinking, like, I was really upset because I was like, I want to see him and I just want to sit beside him and hold his hand and stuff. Um, but I was just like, no, I'll go ahead because I don't want to hold anything up. And if he gets home tomorrow, um, the sooner he gets his postman, the sooner he can be home and we can have him home. Um, yeah, so that was something that was really difficult. And it's kind of decisions that you never think that you're going to have to make. Um, but it, I actually surprised me. I really did surprise myself by like how logical I was thinking. But like I realized in hindsight then that I couldn't remember the flight or the bus. Um, yeah I think I was just like full-blown autopilot where I can remember certain things but I don't remember like the journey or anything and I think it's just like a coping mechanism where you're just trying to hold things and try and kind of stay together in one piece yeah well because after I did my episode the other week my sister texted me and that was the like my younger sister and that was the first episode she'd listened to she like admitted to me that she'd not listened to any yet and I was like well you need to listen to mine um, but she listened to it and then texted me straight after and was like a few things wrong <laughs> I was like 
She's like, but clothes? I was like, oh, shit. I knew I couldn't remember it all. Oh, but everyone has different experiences. Yeah. And different kind of memories of what they went through at the time. Yeah, yeah. But, like, definitely you just, yeah, you, like most, a lot of it for me, it was just a blur. So I definitely um, resonate with that. So then, like, you mentioned before, like, the sooner that he could go for his post-mortem, the sooner he could come back home. Like, do they, do you guys... I don't know how, how it works. Like, do you mean, like, just take him back home to, like, a uh, funeral director's? No, um, that's actually quite an uncommon thing. Like, I don't know if it's the same in England, but we usually have, like, a typical Irish wake where, obviously, he goes to, like, the funeral directors to get, like, dressed and cleans and everything like that. Um, but then we had the wake in my sister's house. Um, so we had it for the Saturday night and the Sunday night when he was home and then the Monday night and then his funeral was on the Tuesday morning I think then yeah so he was in the home Saturday Sunday Monday night yeah so basically like it's just like in the living room um and then like they just have the coffin and everyone can come and like pay their respects and just oh, sit around and like have a cup of tea and like wow. like the food and like um just like lots but do you do you see him at that point yeah yeah like that's I was I was terrified to be honest because I thought I want to see him while he's still at home because it's going to be a familiar sort of setting and you know I can just sit in bed beside him and like um I just kind of the thing that I just kept thinking in my head was just like I just want to hold his hand I just want to hold his hand um because my dad were really close and he raised me and my two brothers and my two sisters completely single-handedly on his own um yeah so he was just the most important person in our he still is like in our lives wow um and I just remember if you didn't mind me asking yeah go ahead um what about your mom um so my mom um has addiction issues and she struggles with her mental health and everything like that and so none of you know me, me and my siblings none of us have a relationship with her unfortunately we're pretty much estranged yeah so you're one of five yeah I'm the youngest um so I was sort of like a late baby I'm the only 90s baby um I've got all my brothers and sisters they're in their 30s so I'm the youngest <laughs> your dad was definitely like the pillar of the home then yeah definitely like um my mom and dad split up when I was three years old um and he yeah as I was saying he just he he just raised us completely by himself which was still is sort of a big thing because like technically in situations where there's you know separation or divorce it's usually you know kids will be in the custody of their mum and so it was definitely a big thing for him to take on it's something that I really admire him for and like as I've gotten older I just think oh my god like for him to like went to you know be working and stuff and just kind of having that traditional male role to suddenly having five kids under the age of 13 and have to kind of cook well he's a really good cook and he's he's he was very domesticated anyway but like to have to do like hairdos and like I had like such ugly hair for a while until he learned, he learned like some of the pictures are awful <laughs> that is amazing though like I don't even know your dad now I've got so much respect right now for that because that's incredible so was the cause of death a um, heart attack then in the end yeah he had like a huge blockage um in basically his main artery and he had complained of like feeling unwell or tired or anything um 
And then, so obviously it was just a massive shock to everyone. Um, but my grandparents, so his mum and dad, had died of heart issues as well. Um, and they both had like sudden heart attacks, but they lived until I think my, gran- my granny was 69. And I think my gran- granda would have been a bit older. Um, he died when I was quite young and then my granny died before I was born. Um, so they both just sort of were the same. But one thing that we thought was my dad like worked as an auxiliary nurse when he was younger. Um, and he worked on like a geriatric ward with old people. And he always said that like he never wanted to be really old and suffer like that. Like, you know, not he's really independent. So he never wanted to be, you know, having to be look at, looked after and, you know, cared for and cleaned and stuff because that was like basically his worst fear. So in a way that like we're told that like, he died really quick and wasn't in pain or anything. And it is the way that he would have wanted to go. He never wanted to be sick and, you know, in pain. Yeah, that's such a like a, a nice way to look at it. Like seeing that you're like you're already seeing the positive. So, but did that when you started thinking those kind of things? Was that sort of? I mean, I, I don't it probably wasn't like straight away. It probably wasn't like oh well, you know, at least he died how he wanted to. Like, was it what was the kind of process like? And was it something that you discussed um, with your siblings? Definitely. Like, I think we were all just in shock for. I think some of us we still get days where we're just in shock and we can't really accept. It as I'm sure everyone goes through the same kind of thing. Um, but we all just kind of like really close anyway, because like mm-hmm. we're just a close knit bunch and I have like a huge family, like all my, I have loads of nieces and nephews and stuff. And we were all really close to my dad. Um, classic so, Irish. Yeah, exactly. Classic <laughs> Irish Catholic family. But um, we were just kind of thinking like, obviously like the main thing was that we were like, oh my God, he's far too young. Like he was only 58. Um, and we just like, I think that everyone goes through the stages where we were so angry because he was rushing about a lot um, just kind of taking on too much. And my dad was one of those people, like he loved to help people and he kind of took on a lot of stress from other people. Um, he was very much the person that like, if you have a problem, you would go to him and he would help you get through it. Um, so he was just kind of rushing about a lot. Um, and we had told him, you know, like, you need to watch because your heart and you're getting older and you need to look after your health better because he was quite a heavy smoker. And we, like, said to him countless times, being like, you need to stop. Um, and he tried and he kind of started again. Um, but he kind of just wanted to, like, he enjoyed it. And he would just say, my dad was one of those people. He was not afraid of death in any way. He always, like, <clears throat> just said, like, if anyone died, he just said, well, this is like, you know, someone dies and a new person is born and life goes on and it's a circle of life. Uh, he had quite like um, a clear view on what like, his opinion on death was. Um, and I think it was because obviously he lost both his parents and he'd accepted that and he'd had to deal with that grief himself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that changed it, doesn't it? Was he a religious man? He was actually, but um, we weren't brought up like especially religious but my dad was a very um accepting person like he traveled a lot and he always made a point of like going to um like any place of worship like anywhere he went he would go to like a mosque or a temple or any just because he was really into history and like theology and um philosophy and things like that and he just he loved it so he loved learning about like new cultures and kind of reading he read and like the same and the exact same and such a big one um 
he just loved reading about like different cultures and religions and you know how people how from different groups view the world and um, i just i just want to say um the bit about him not being afraid of death and stuff like that must have been such a comfort to you to you guys yeah i think definitely like we were obviously we were really angry and we were like oh we told him like he needed to kind of watch his health more look after himself a bit better um but at the same time we were like he would have accepted it but and i think that one thing we thought about as well is that um we we we're all in really good places in life like me and my brothers and sisters like all this has been really like settled and had like a lot of good things happen like in the last year or two um and you know like my brother just bought a house and like him and my dad were like talking about like when the weather got a bit better and like we're going to do up the garden and like help decorate and my sister had had a baby and like um me and like I was doing well at uni and he was really proud of me and um like my boyfriend like he absolutely adores like he adored and he was just he'd said to people like the week before um he was chatting to my sister in his kitchen and they like they were just talking about me and he was just like um I'm so happy we just seemed really happy and Ronan like his treats are really well and they seem really happy and he was just sort of content that we were all doing well and that we were in a really good place so I think that's something that was really comforting because like we would hate the thought of him worrying about us or you know his last kind of thoughts to be of something of sadness or fear Obviously, then you kind of spoke about how you clearly have such a huge family, which is so dreamy because I have a big family as well. And I find I found that like family is such a help when stuff like this happens. So like, obviously, I'm guessing you kind of relied on them a lot then after it happened, like to talk to them about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Like I was at home for like two and a half weeks before I went back to uni and we all just kind of came together but it was but it was weird and it was awkward because like whenever I came home we'd always like kind of gather in my dad's house with him because he was one of those people like if he came into his home he was like do you want a cup of tea are you staying for dinner do you want this do you want that like so like it was kind of weird like I remember we went for dinner um this was actually like a couple of months after it happened it was when I was home for Easter and it was just weird because they were in the restaurant and like we were all having like a few drinks after the meal and stuff and it was just like oh like you should be here um so it's kind of times like that that you're like uh like why did it happen those moments be like never end like me and my family all the time I you're guaranteed to see me crying at basically every single family occasion that we have <laughs> because it's in the night I'll just go mm, like mum really would have liked this and you just <laughs> start crying like it's one of the I think you just have to live with but it gets slightly more bearable I think yeah I think so definitely like there's always little things that you see and you think oh my god like someone when I went back to work like a guy came in and he was wearing like the same aftershave that my dad wears and I was like serving him with the towel and I was just like (laughs) (laughs) because it just hits you so yeah just just like giving him his change back and being like you you smell like my dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's so weird and it's such a bizarre thing, but it just hits you, like, out of blue. And, like, it's literally out of nowhere all the time. Yeah, but, like, I think um, it's so good to have, like, a big family because we have so many memories and, like, things you've forgotten and, like, maybe stories that you haven't heard before. 
and we were able to just like and we still do it now like just sitting about and like we have like a family group chat on whatsapp and we just send in pictures all the time and like just like share funny stories like remember the time like daddy did this and blah 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 and like it was hilarious and so it's really good but like um my brothers both of them my elder brothers they're both in the Irish army um and they were actually due to go to Lebanon in March so they went ahead um which I was I was really worried about them because I thought oh my god they're grieving um but one of them just got back yesterday actually um and I thought that was so brave because I thought oh they're going away in a strange country and they're being deployed with you know they're in the army um so we were really worried about them but I was glad as well because they've never been kind of deployed in the same place together before and just by chance they were both going to Lebanon at the same time and they got to share a room and stuff so it was like a comfort because I thought oh well at least they're together and they have each other um yeah so that was a bit crazy but I think it's that whole attitude where what my dad kind of instilled in us where life goes on and you know he always like life doesn't end with death like the living you still have to live the people that are alive I think that's amazing how they um got deployed to the same place like yeah just like, like in a way it's like it's crazy because it's like they've never like they've been in the military one of them's been in like 16 years and the other one's been in like 12 years now I think or 10 maybe and they've never been in the same place at the same time like it's really kind of rare that it would happen yeah so I think it was kind of meant to be so that they could be there for each other yeah definitely but that that is incredible how lucky and then so did you say one of them came home recently then? yeah one of them came home he was due back um he came back in the summer um no actually it would have been I think it was like August September and being after such like a like a turbulent year do you know yeah I mean? definitely um but I think we're all quite strong individuals um and my brothers are kind of I think it's just that's whole toxic kind of masculinity sense of it where men kind of tend to hold things in which is awful because you just want to like give them a hug and like I'd never seen my brothers cry before um so that was just like crazy for me to see because I was just like oh my god like his eyes are looking like so but I don't know it's like it has definitely brought us together I think we're being more honest and open with our feelings whereas like we're very much like a kind of jokey family um we are emotional but we're not like super super sentimental um I think we've kind of like shown our softer and more vulnerable sides to each other which has been nice because it's kind of like seeing a different side to someone that you've known your whole life do you think you guys like appreciate each other more yeah I think so like definitely um but as I was saying like my dad very much was the head of our family and he was kind of like not the glue that like held us together because we'll get on anyway, but when he died, it was just sort of like, oh my God, what are we going to do now? Because like, he was just the one that we went to, like when we needed anything or like, just kind of like held us together during times of hardship or difficult times. Um, but like, I think that, you know, like my sister will message me and just be like, oh, I had a really bad day today. Like I haven't stopped crying and I'm just like, yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I, I get those days too. Like, I understand how you feel. And it's just sort of like, I think it's just like you need to appreciate everyone you have in your life. And I don't know, like, I was kind of reluctant to, like, talk about this because I was just like, oh, my God, this is so strange. And I literally haven't spoken to anyone about this. But, like, I kind of had this um, 
weird thing that I was going through like for the few months like after my dad died where I had this fear that like everyone I loved was going to die um where you're like so afraid that like because my dad just basically dropped dead and I was just like oh what has happened to my boyfriend what if something happens to my brothers because you know they're away at work at the minute with the army and you get this like fear that something bad's going to happen um but obviously it's just you know anxiety playing up um and I'm sure you know there are other people that go through it yeah you definitely I've um heard people saying that to me um in the same situation where they just thought like like you did they were like well if that could happen to them then it could happen to anyone and yeah and you just start thinking but that but I think I think you did that anyway mine I mean I didn't have it as like kind of intense but you just realize then how like quickly life can be taken away yeah you're kind of faced with your own mortality especially when it's like you know when like even when a celebrity dies or like you know someone that you you know like an acquaintance or a friend of your family dies it's like awful and it's sad and you think oh like life is so short but when a parent dies like you really are faced with just the fact that you know everyone's going to die um and I think that it just makes you appreciate things so much more and it's just like it's, it's kind of helped me not stress about silly things as much because I am like uh like such a worry head like I am just one of those people like I worry about everything like before it happens um but I think that it's kind of and I think it's just important to really really like practice self-care and to make sure that you're taking care of yourself properly um and to recognize you know when you're not and also of course like checking in with everyone you love and like especially like me with my brothers and sisters just saying like oh how are you doing like how have you been yeah I love I love that so much because like it's what I talked about a lot when I did my podcast like my mental health I really struggled with it afterwards and being aware of how you're feeling and what makes you feel bad and what makes you feel good makes a massive difference and like but I think it's sort of like um accepting you're not okay um like with me like as I was saying like I came back to uni like two and a half weeks after my dad died and realistically I probably like should have taken a year out um because I really wasn't okay but I think I felt like a pressure as well too because you know people were saying like oh you need to stick out uni and stuff because like that's what your dad was so proud of you about and like you know you would he wouldn't want you like not doing well and not getting on with life which is true and like because I am that's that's the killer isn't it it's like it's, it's what he would have wanted yeah you just feel like there is an immense yeah. pressure yeah well it's difficult because it's not like it's not like you were giving up you were just postponing yeah because that, that was like the internal battle that I had with myself as well like just before my mum died I was like I need to decide now whether or not I'm going to intercalate the year or not and I'm glad that I did it but then you have people like you and like Sam who carry on and go straight back to uni and straight back to education and you know sometimes it can work out for the best but I think it's hard it's a really hard decision to make at that time and I think it's a really like unfair decision yeah I think it's just like I everyone had told me like my cousin lost her mum so it my auntie and that was like almost exactly a year before my dad died um and she died of cancer oh my god like how does she have the strength to do this like I if my dad died like I don't know what I would do so she's really really helpful for me because she was like she still is like if I ever need her she's there and she completely understands and she's glad to have me now as well because like 
we're kind of the only people that understand each other and can relate to each other. And like a really like good thing that she told me when I like met her when I got home, she said to me, she was like, let yourself feel the grief. She was like, feel any way you want to, whatever your body, whatever your mind is telling you, listen to it and just like let the pain out. And she was like, if you want to cry, you can cry. If you want to like get drunk, you can get drunk. She was like, if you want to laugh, you can. If you just want to be in your own, that's fine. If you want to be with people, that's fine. She was just like, she was like, don't hold it in or don't try and um, like repress your feelings or feel like you have to act in a certain way. She just said like, this is what's happened and you are going to experience it in your in your own way and no one's going to judge you or no one's going to you know think you're weird and she that was just the best advice I could have ever been given and like I'm so thankful that she was there and she's still there and all for me I love that so much let yourself feel the grief isn't it so invaluable like having somebody close around you that's also lost a parent like it literally creates such a difference and like having somebody as well that it's obviously like a, a year that happened to a year ago and you can look at them and know that you're going to be okay as well like I was with Sam like I think that's so important yeah it's just so good to have do you think that like going through this and like the pain and the grief of the last yeah well nearly a year now do you think it's like kind of like affected your relationship with your friends and stuff because like I I had like less patience for some people and but I also found that I really appreciated other people more than I did before like for me it changed my relationships quite a lot um yeah well my like really close friends obviously are back home because they've been my friends since like I was really young or in school um so obviously they all just kind of banded around me um which I really appreciated um but I do think that it's important to have like I hate to think of people that don't have this sort of support network but it's good to be open and honest with your friends and you know cry if you want to cry and you know share memories and talk about you know your loved one if you want if you want to um but I think that like I definitely went through that stage and I still get sometimes where like people are moaning about their parents and like I'm like, oh, I wish my dad was here to like give me a telling off. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially like my boyfriend as well too. Like he'll just be like, oh, like my mom's so annoying, and like she's really wearing like. And you're like, at least you've got a parent. Yeah, like I always tell him because like his mom and dad like are in their mid sixties, <laughs> and they're like in perfect health. But um, but I'm just like appreciate what you have. Like I get so angry. Yeah, like you don't know how lucky you are. Yeah, exactly um it's I, th- I feel like it's it's fine to be bitter like it's like a normal emotion to feel like when people around you are complaining about something that you haven't got anymore like you can't help but feel a little bit like oh like yeah I think you. definitely like I feel like it's yeah. almost like a bit of envy or kind of you're kind of jealous that you know someone still has parents it's like well at least you still have parents for you <laughs> that's so true um, so, so you had your friends back home, um, but what happened when you got back to uni? Did you have a support network there? Um, Were you able to lean on anyone? I went to uni like when I was 21. So I went to uni quite late anyway. So it's kind of something that I've struggled with anyway, because I'm not, especially like the kind of 
last couple of years have become more sort of anti not antisocial, but like I kinda I'm just kinda like busy and I like my own company. It's a good thing that you're like enjoying your own company and stuff, like as you get older. Yeah, definitely. Um and I think obviously it was kind of like a weird thing for me when I went to uni because I'm like I already yeah. did all these like crazy party years when I was younger and all like, I have like I am like a circle of like good friends like Tiffany being one of one of them um but I think it was just like um after being home for like two three weeks and having like everyone around you and checking in I kind of needed that space to just breathe and like come to terms with it myself um and I I kind of just threw myself into work in uni um I was just like I want to get back to normal um and then I think that's like as I was saying earlier I think it's so important to listen to yourself because my mental health took a huge dive around like March April so it was about like six weeks two months after my dad had died yeah and I think I was just kind of like running on empty yeah um yeah so but obviously like my family just said to me they were like go over see, go back to uni see how you get on and they were like if you really want to um come home you can and they said like at the end of the day if you want to come home we're just a phone call and like a 40 minute flight away um and that was really comforting because I always had that end to kind of calm me down if I was having a really bad day I was just like I can go home if I want like I can go home this weekend yeah. like I'm off this weekend I can go home do you know what I mean Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What did you do then at that point? Or what was anyone around you able to do to kind of help like, pick you back up and start to feel like normal again? Well, not normal, but feel better. Um, I think that at the time I was dealing with like a really awful living situation. Like I was living like in a house off campus with a group of people and I had serious like issues with um, a girl that I was living with. Um, So I ended up moving out and going back to live on campus, which is where I meant to be. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it was just like I felt a lot better when I got out of that house because it was such an an awful sort of situation where it was just making me feel a lot worse. Um, and I think like once I kind of stepped away from that, I started to feel instantly better. Um, and then of course, like because like obviously I wasn't sleeping well at all, 
and I was having like just I just I was depressed basically um so I went and like um went to see my GP and like I was on medication for a few months um but it didn't really help me um but I think like the main thing that I had to do is like accept that I wasn't okay because I just wasn't telling anyone like I wasn't even really speaking to my boyfriend who's like my best friend um yeah and it was just me kind of accepting that I needed help myself and then but I'm actually quite excited well excited and nervous but um there's like a briefing service here in Ormskirk and I've been on the list since March um and they rang me this week and I was speaking to the person who's going to be a counsellor and she seems absolutely lovely and like I spoke on the phone with her for a while and yeah she, I just feel, I feel comfortable with her already so I've got my first appointment now on Thursday so I'm hoping that that helps because obviously like everyone that experiences the death of a parent like it doesn't matter if it's a few months or a few years after like if you need to speak about it and you know you need to you need help with dealing with it um it's good to have a service like that there yeah I think everyone could benefit from some sort of therapy at some point in their lives definitely yeah Oh, I really hope that, that like works for you and that like, you feel comfortable with them that's so important yeah definitely because like it's even with the fact that like medication didn't really work for me because I'm one of those people like I hate to take it even like parsable <laughs> um I don't know I'm more like you know you can I'm more into kind of therapy the therapy route rather than you know just being on medication but I know that does works for people if that works for them that's amazing and I'm so glad that it does um but it yeah. just wasn't for me so I think it's pretty much like trial and error for people like trying different things um started writing as well um which has been really helpful which I haven't done in years sorry did you, did you just say right like writing then yeah like writing things down oh my favorite thing yeah 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 love that. I think I was kind of I had like writer's block um because like my sister's been writing throughout the whole process of her grieving um and I tried it a few times and it was only like the past month or so where it's just been so sort of cathartic and just really really helpful and just just been making me feel so much better yeah I love it literally like my entire life right there yeah what kind of things are you writing down are you doing like every day like a journaling kind of exercise yeah I've just been kind of um because I was like researching and looking into kind of things that can be therapeutic um and I've been kind of tracking my mood and everything Mm -hmm. and also I've been doing like a bit of a gratitude diary because I am like one of those people like I'm president oh, yes. of the self-care fan club <laughs> um and I just I don't know I think it's important to just be aware of how you're feeling and mm-hmm. to keep track of it and kind of you know recognize what's making you feel bad if you feel bad um yeah so I've just been kind of writing down every day like something that I'm thankful for and um even if it's just like all like had a really nice conversation conversation with a customer today in work 
or like someone was really kind to me or yeah so it's just I think it's so important especially when you're going through like a particularly dark period in your life I think it's important to focus on good little things like that because it's like if you can't do that then what is what else is there you're just going to spiral into this kind of depression yeah it's it's easy to focus on the negatives isn't it and it's easy yeah, to find it, find it really difficult to find anything positive to look for but it's nice taking that time out every day every day to sit and think about it I love that you do that I I, I, I recommend doing that for every single person that I know that is going through anything like whether they're like anxious or depressed or whether there's like a reason behind it I always say like write down how you're feeling so I think it's the most helpful thing you can do. yeah definitely like I felt kind of it was quite foreign to me being like I thought it was like dear diary today blah 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 yeah it, yeah it was definitely weird. weird but now you've just gotten to the swing of it and I'm like it's been so helpful and like I look forward to like just sitting down and writing about my day and it's like it's weird too because like sometimes when you're in a really negative mindset you don't even realize at the time and then I'll go back and read things I've written and I'm just like oh that's why you're in a really bad mood or like it's kind of retrospective then and you're like okay this is what went down and this is how I can make sure that it doesn't happen again or if it does this is like how I can kind of respond better. A few Mm -hmm. months ago I flicked back in my diary to um I think it was like my final year at uni and I was going through like a really bad period and I was like reading what I'd written and I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is some sick shit yeah no definitely oh mate I've actually not done it since I've been here which I really need to get back yeah into. It's, I think it's easy to fall out of the habit of doing it but it's so valuable yeah well because for me I used to keep like um I used to keep the book like the book that I wrote I used to just keep it next mm. to my bed and then I'd either do it literally just before I went to sleep or um just as I was waking up and you know what I'm like I can barely text anyone so it'd literally be like three lines yeah, or yeah. something um but I didn't want to I need to find like um an easy like digital way to do it because I don't want to be carrying around more notebooks than I have mm. to I mean, like, you know, you notes bit on your um on your Mac on your iPhone. Yeah, I always like to find on my notes. Mm. Yeah, maybe I need another one because I use my notes for like to do lists and things like that. Yeah, I'm sure there's an app on mine that you can use. Yeah, if anyone knows of any, let me know. There definitely will be an app. I'm going to research one straight after this. I think. But um, I think that my sister has been like she really she's really into poetry um and she has like written a lot about like her dad or her dad my dad (laughs) we have the same dad I swear but um (laughs) (laughs) that's why you've got so many roses (laughs) um and she has said that you know it was really beneficial for her and she found it really helpful and then so I had started kind of just jotting down like little bits here and there. Um, and it's quite nice too because like I'd written a poem um, and it was literally like it just came out of nowhere. Like I was having a really bad night. One of those ones where like you can't sleep and like I was just really overthinking. I'm like a chronic overthinker anyway. Um, but 
and I just like wrote it down and then I like sent it to my brothers and sisters and they were just like that's so nice and like um like we're glad that like it really helped you and like I'm just like seriously guys have you heard of this thing called poetry it's really cool like you should try it <laughs> it's new spangled <laughs> Um, have you got have you yeah got it's in my phone that? do you want to share it uh, you don't have to i'm not like a poet in any kind of no yeah. i'm I, I do the same as you i write poetry out of mine but i am um, no i don't mind sharing it i think poetry is like a very broad spectrum like i think people's expectations of it you know are very varied it is it is just like it's your feelings on paper like that's what poetry is so i think yeah of course like because it's don't feel like it has to meet a certain standard do you know what I mean it's just what you're feeling at the time it's raw and it's your emotions and like that's that's what I mean that's why like I'm not really like I sent it to like my closest friends and my family but like yeah it's helpful (laughs) um do do, do you say then that you 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 didn't you didn't want to share it no 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 I will that's fine yeah oh go on girl I'm excited read it okay right hold on I'm gonna get the giggle so bear with me um, <laughs> so basically as I was saying I just jotted this down um and it was like the weirdest thing I was really stressed about uni and I was trying to like get a piece of work done but I was like really in like a stressful mood as well too yeah. and I kind of just had this like sense of calm come over me and it was the weirdest thing because like I thought I heard my dad's saying my name huh? and like it was so weird like he was there and he just said my name like as if he was like shouting up the stairs to tell me to come home for dinner and so that's what I felt and then I just wrote this down um so hold on they get it there on my phone I feel like I'm like reading out and like in front of the class (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm like reading out an assembly yeah (laughs) last night I thought I heard you call my name as clear as day in one ear and out the other As you would say, I sat there in my room, scared and feeling alone. But you were there beside me, holding my hand and spurring me on. It was only for a second, it ended as soon as it began. To hear your lovely voice again brought me so much strength and calm. You sent your love to me from that place so far away. To help me through the dark times, then you were gone, you couldn't stay. I wish that I could feel your arms around me, because I no longer can. I wonder why you were taken from me. We had so many plans. You haven't just gone on holiday to the shop or lost your way. I tell myself these things to help me sleep, to ease the pain. I miss you so much, Daddy, much more than I can say. But I know that you'll be there watching over me, come up me. Oh my God, I love that. I can resonate with so much of that. I love that so much. That was amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> that is, that is uh, beautiful. Yeah, it's weird, like I haven't like um like said it out loud I've only like written it down and like read it in my head yeah 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 it's it's always weird saying those things out loud but that was incredible yeah. I really love that oh thank you <laughs> you're perfect girl hidden <laughs> talent <laughs> um okay so what would you say to other people in um, the VPC obviously like or that are just about yeah, to I feel like it's just a never-ending process. And I know that sounds like it's a negative thing, like, oh, it's never-ending. But I just think it's so important to just take the time to heal 
and focus on the good memories and have your loved ones around you and just not to accept that pressure that you're going to bounce back and be okay because obviously people are people are lovely um and people are kind and you know people understand what you're going through but just kind of just listen to yourself and listen to your head and listen to your heart and I one thing that I always think you know it doesn't get better because at the end of the day like for most people losing a parent it's like you've lost the most important person you've lost the person that's brought you into the world um so I think it's that's just not going to get better but it does get easier and lastly talk about it like don't be afraid like one thing I thought was really weird was when I meet new people now and know when you're like forming a friendship with someone or you're having a conversation and they like mention parents or family and you kind of get that dreaded thing where you're like oh my god like they're gonna ask me and it's just like yeah if someone asks just be like yeah my my dad passed away um or you know my dad's no longer with us or and it's kind of weird because like people I lost I lost my dad in the supermarket (laughs) (laughs) sorry like Cat just loves that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I lost my dad. Where is he? In the I can't find him. Yeah, it's like it doesn't have to be like grief and death and darkness, and it's all right. Like just speak about it and say what you're thinking and tell people how you're feeling because, like, they are the little moments that make you feel like things are going to be okay and make you feel just like a bit more human yeah love it <laughs> you are preaching to the choir Amen. sister I love that and especially <laughs> like that when you say <laughs> when you said like when you get that like dreaded feeling when you're like oh shit no I'm about to yeah have to it's like heart palpitations you're like shit yeah oh my god it's coming like <laughs> yeah and I so I used to have a stutter when I was a child as well. Oh, yeah. And every now and then it comes back. And it's especially around when I have to say that my dad died. And most in most situations, it takes me like an extra yeah. five seconds. And then everyone's looking at me then because I've started trying to say. M- yeah. M- m- <laughs> and then I'd be like shouting like, when I died. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just like blurted out now. <laughs> yeah. But he don't like that. I mean, I, I still find that like when I'm speaking to strangers I still or people that I've just met I still don't know what the, how the right way to let them know that do you know what's like a weird thing as well like meeting people and it's like I'm trying to think if I'd explain it like they only know the version of you whose dad's died or whose mum's died and yeah. it's like oh my god like this person like do you understand what I mean it's like when you meet new people and you're like yeah my dad like you're like yeah my dad died and it's yeah. like they only know that version of you and like you're that kind of person who's like mom died or who's dad died yeah especially yeah because I used to get that at work a lot because all the jobs all the jobs I've like proper adult jobs that I've had have all been obviously since my dad died uh, so that would be like the one thing that people would be like, oh, did you know that Sam's dad died or whatever? Like, that's the kind of thing that they would say in the staff room rather than, oh, did you know that Sam plays netball or she, you know, went out of the weekend or whatever? It, it, would be. it totally becomes your identity, doesn't it? Yeah, it becomes almost like yeah. a personality trait. It's kind of like a weird thing too, because like one thing that I wanted to speak about as well is that you 
lose a parent at any age. It doesn't matter if you're three years old or 23 years old or 19 or if you're 60. It's like your grief isn't any more invalid or unimportant just because you're older or because you're younger. Um, like I think that was one thing. Like because yeah. my brothers and sisters are older than me, they felt really like they all said they were like, oh my God, like I feel bad, but I feel worse for Brita because she only got 23 years with him. Whereas we've all had like 30 and he's yeah. got to see us have kids and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, that like a parent should be there to witness. Um, but at the same time, it's like you, when, you're, when your dad dies or when your mom dies, it's heartbreaking anyway and it's hard. Like you shouldn't hold on to any guilt or you shouldn't kind of um, disregard your own feelings. Yeah. Yeah. God, I can't believe that you're so like you've got this incredible attitude. Yeah, like why is like nine months through? <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you. Like I just think if you don't laugh or if you just like don't kind of make the best of a situation, then you're just you're just gonna cry and you're just which is okay too. <laughs> Everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live high, unless it's pizza. Always oh. <laughs> Um, Brady, is there anything else that you really wanted to say on the podcast before we sign up? No, I think that is everything I've said. My piece. I think I've talked enough. <laughs> no, it's been great. I think one thing. One thing I want to say is that. Sam, we totally need to incorporate like catch up podcasts with people like down the line. Oh yeah. That's such a good idea. That's really nice just to see how people are getting on. Do you feel? Because I think Breeder will be Breeder will be a sick person to get back on. Yeah. I'm oh. sorry. If she's wise now, imagine how wise she's gonna be. <laughs> imagine how much we could I'm learn. gonna be really worse by next year. Literally, you're you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna take over the podcast from us. I think yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone's gonna be like, "Screw you guys!" I'm listening to her. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so glad. Honestly, I was so nervous, and I've just been so humble. No, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, you've done amazing. Thank honestly, you. <laughs> so articulate is fab. And we'll have to get you one of those pop Definitely. Tickets. Have I earned it? <laughs> oh, yeah. More than. <laughs> yes. Now then, ladies, if you don't mind, but it's um, 10 to 10, which means that it's have my bedtime. Have you heard that? This is, right. is this something that just my mum says? Because I said the other day in Australia and what? people got it. It's cowboy time. <laughs> that is, no, that's because it's such a like mum thing to say as well. Ten to ten, 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 ten to ten. That's weird. Oh, just trace. So in other news, it's cowboy time. Oh yeah. Frida, it was oh, so yeah. good to electronically meet you. 
you two, oh, yeah. both of you. Um, <laughs> you and Tiffany aren't too far away from myself, so I think a really nice thing would be to organise a rendezvous. We should, definitely. I am up for that, 100%. Well, but yeah, that'd be good. We'd have a little, we'd have a little DPC meetup. That'll be cute. Yeah, that'll be a real DPC meetup, and then you can Skype me in. <laughs> yeah, we'll like we can like FaceTime you. Yeah, yeah, streaming. <laughs> we'll just start, we'll just sit there crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> Into a pizza. Uh pizza's always good. Oh, oh pizza's live, of course. Okay, love you both. Right, bye. Love you guys. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.